Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another month of the Movie Monthlies here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. I am joined as always but my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Good, Connor. What a week, a week, a month, in fact, of news we have to talk about today. <laughs> this is the show where we uh, talk all the week's movie news, entertainment news, entertainment and generally news. just have a bit of a chit chat about, about everything to do, to do with film. film, if you'll remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while it's been a while um so yeah this is uh, our new monthly show i mean i say new but we've been doing this yeah, a couple of months a few months now four months this is the yeah. fourth or fifth episode of it i think yeah and so what we do is instead of doing this weekly we assemble all of the weeks all of the month's news and then we just give you all the good stuff at the end of the month and we have lots of cool stuff to talk about as always every single month stuff is getting a bit dried up due to the fact of there's a bit of a strike on at the minute Sean I don't know if you know I have heard I have heard about the, those strikes going on um, <laughs> but if, look if people want us to talk about movies this is a very shameless plug we do have a Patreon where we talk about movies every month uh, in mm. addition to this show and we're always looking at new things that we can do over there as well and we also have a Patreon listener hangout that is happening at, on the 19th of this month. Um, and that is basically all of our patrons all get an invite to just join a Google Meet with us. And we all just jump on and just talk shit for maybe two hours. And you can just ask us whatever you want. And we just kind of have a chat about just this and that. Whatever yeah. you want to ask questions about. It's Actually, that's a really good place where we usually talk about movies that we've watched recently. Uh, so yeah. that's a great place to have movie chat. Um, that, so that is for all the patrons from $2 and up. 
um, and you'll get an invite to that straight away and then five dollars gets you hundreds of hours of access to all the content that we put up there for like movie reviews and Disney Plus show reviews and, news all, and all, all the general stuff. things all to do with film. <laughs> uh, Sean, I mean, it's a pretty big week. Um, as I said, the strikes are going on, so there's bad news in terms of Dune might get pushed back, Spider-Verse 3 definitely going to be moved and definitely back. Um, yeah. And all of that's fine a, for what the, it's worth. The, look, no, I'm not saying it in a bad way. Well, you said <laughs> no, you no, agreed Connor, with the studios. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop this. You do this joke every time the strike comes up. Strikes are good for everyone involved. <laughs> if we just pay them more, then they'll work quite hard. I, that's, that's what I would it. say. That's it. And if you're saying, oh, they're striking, but they're making more money than me. Yeah, you should be making more money. You should make, the, you should make more money too, I think. That's we should all I make say. more money for the work we do. Billionaires shouldn't um, exist. <laughs> also, uh, this week proved once again the rule that I have now created of find out what Zachary Levi thinks of something and then think the opposite. <laughs> Man, really just... No, for, like, really taking the heat off Stephen Amell, I will say. <laughs> Stephen must have been absolutely delighted. <laughs> They're in a group chat together. They're just like, oh, can you say something it's to like balance a, it out? It's like a thing in the, um, it with a poo in The Simpsons, where like you get shot twice, and then in the third one, you dive in front of him, and you take the next bullet. There's no need. Just He's already <laughs> been shot twice. <laughs> he's already dead. Like You're just, you're just causing more hassle for the <laughs> paramedics. But, Sean, it is time for some movie news, um, and I never get to say that these days, but Wonder Woman, it's yeah. a pretty big deal, um, and some shocking reve- developments came out that I am very confused about, and I want to know how you feel, uh, because I have Wonder Woman 3 is now being developed for the DCU, with Gal Gadot and James Gunn and Pat, Pat and Jenkins coming back, it's... That's apparently a thing. I don't like. I don't know if anyone heard that, but a baby started crying outside the window just as you said that news story. Like I, it's. I, do, I. I think we said this from the start. The more you bring over from the previous universe, the more it's just going to confuse what is already quite confusing for general mm. audiences. And like I, I read this headline. I was like, that has to be bullshit. And then I was like, Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot has revealed that she expects to begin working on Wonder Woman three alongside James Gunn and Peter Safran in over the next few months. Um, and then I was like, is this a confirmation or has she revealed that she expects to do it and they just haven't told her? But surely they'd have told her because between you and me, there's no way they move on to a, a new universe. And they're like, do you know who we should keep? Yeah. Do you know who the one key actor from the previous universe is? We had Cavill. Get rid of Cavill. He's shit. Yeah. No one likes him anyway. He's burned every bridge with the nerd community. Even if you were going to keep Affleck. People liked Affleck. Yeah, Affleck would have been fine with a good writer. Like, <laughs> But like to get rid of everyone, Momoa as Aquaman, and be like, yeah. no, Gadot is the one, and Ezra maybe. Yeah, like, it's, it's I, like, I don't think, that first Wonder Woman movie is quite good. Mm. Third act falls down a little bit, but whatever. But the second one is not good at all. I, I read um, something that people were like trying to explain this, and it was like, like Gal Gadot's performance it gets it gets worse every time we see her but also I don't know if it's worse or just that like the writing is worse <laughs> every time we've su- sufficiently seen her afterwards this is the thing but like Death on the Nile is a pretty good book and she's yeah. not great in that either <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. That's pretty she well written. Midway through, though. Spoilers, man. Come on. The- <laughs> it's been out for 50 years. <laughs> Who, who's on the Orient Express? Why don't you tell me that next? The uh, Like, I don't... I, I I want as clean a break as possible. I'm like I'll happily lose stuff like the good stuff as well, like the Suicide Squad. Leave that as well in the past. Mm. Just it's I'm kind of iffy on having Blue Beetle be in the DCU. Like depending on how much it holds over. I, I think from what I think Blue exists. Beetle should be the the first one. I think he should be locked in. You think so? Like do the Iron Man thing of like get a nobody comic character. I mean, like, you can't go wrong. Like, nobody's expecting it to make any money. Nobody's expecting it to be any good. So, I mean, if it comes out and it's actually quite good, then you don't lose anything. You're just like, okay, cool. And if it's shit, everyone's like, yeah, well, we expected it. And then you go, okay, he's not part of the universe, sorry. Okay, and then Aquaman 2 is still coming out as well. That's a that's a different one. The, I think twenty twenty three unfortunately is a write off. Honestly, the, probably has thing. to be. I'm going to say and, it now. Blue Beetle one hundred and fifty million gro- yeah. b- uh, box office. Aquaman five hundred million. That's yeah. where I'm putting it. But like these are all money laundering now. If they're spending two hundred million on all of these, how? Do you know, fucking Oppenheimer costs like a hundred hundred million, hundred and fifty million to make. Barbie hundred million. To, did you to, know Dune cost a hundred and twenty, and Secret Invasion cost two hundred and twenty? Two hundred and twenty-five for Secret Invasion, which is Dune. Have you seen Dune? Have you it's, seen it, Dune? It's like the best. Joe, I'm really upset. I uh, Before Barbie played, they played the Dune trailer. And I was like, oh. Actually, no, sorry. It was before Oppenheimer. But they played the Dune trailer and I didn't want to watch it. No, it's pretty good. But at the end of it, you look like Oppenheimer at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> just, just like, like rattled. The distance. What have I done? <laughs> the, um, did you do uh, Barbenheimer, the, by the way? Sorry. We're I just, have not seen Oppenheimer yet. I have seen good. Barbie. Barbie's real good. <laughs> yeah, Barbie's real good. So I seen Barbie and I was like, I was going to choose the two of them and I was like, three hours Oppenheimer. Barbie yeah. seems... Like, it's more... I also went to, like, lunchtime at, on, like, a Saturday. So you're like... Ah, right, I guess. You don't you. want to sit down for Oppenheimer at lunchtime on a Saturday. I did. I did Oppenheimer at half twelve, finished that, bit of food, into Barbie. You're, you're a real one. You're a Fun real time. one. Um, so, Gal Gadot has teased a possible return as Wonder Woman, but going off that, Paddy Jenkins... They parted ways with Warner Brothers last year, yeah. at the end of last year, and Wonder Woman apparently was cancelled. Wonder Woman three. So now Paddy Jenkins Gal wrote Gadot a whole is- goodbye thing, like to like, oh sorry, I won't get to make this project. It's done. Like- but now th- there's a whole Wonder Woman three script that's been completed by Paddy Jenkins, ready to go. And then James Gunn and uh, Saffron came in, and they were like, we don't really want to do that. But now Gal Gadot is coming out and being like. Yeah, we're locked in for number three. It's gonna, it's fucking coming out. It's gonna be great. And you can't really put the first two in a universe and the third one in like an Elseworlds thing that doesn't really connect anything because that makes no fucking sense. No, and also like she's been popping up as Wonder Woman in every fucking project as well. Like, doesn't she? Mm. She, she shows up at the end of. Uh, she shows up in the Flash, as far as I know, and then she is in the Flash. Yes. Yeah, and then she shows up in something else. Is a peacemaker? Maybe she shows up in or something. But it's not good. <laughs> she, oh, Shazam! She, she shows up in Shazam too. Fury of the Gods. She with does. Zachary Levi. 
Look, there's one thing I'll give her is that she's gonna fucking squeeze that out. Any anytime she can get in, she's gonna get in because I think cleverly, like her team are like, right, Gunn and Safford are in. What you do now is you're like the the player who's warming up in front of the coach on yeah. the side of the pitch. Hopefully like just I'm just doing a few star jumps here, coach, just keep it warm, you know what I mean? I'm a sub, but like right ten minutes into the first half, but like I'm here. You know, if anything happens, I'm I'm here. Just why, why should we cast you in a movie? Well, imagine all the people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will be in literally every DC movie until you say I'm allowed to keep doing this. I, I just, I don't, I would rather see a new Wonder Woman cast for this. I'd rather see a new cast for everyone, quite honestly. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, like, I I mean, I think, yeah, Paddy Jenkins, I think, is a very talented director. Gal Gadot was good in the first one. Fair yeah. play to her. Um, I don't want to hear that shoot anymore. The fucking da, 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 da. was cool the first seventy-seven times. Yeah, you burned it. You burned that bridge. <laughs> it's like they got a good one, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do this." It's like if um, Nolan did the fucking Hans Zimmer uh, string in the Dark Knight, but every scene. <laughs> yeah, and then kept using it in other movies as well. In other movies, every movie. <laughs> um, so, like, I think. We've kind of discussed this. If they are going to go ahead with this reboot and they've hired the new Superman and they've they've brought all these people in with Lois Lane as well, um, you have to start clean. There's you can't do it two ways. Um, I think we've said before you can't get half pregnant, so you could either be offered or not. And exactly. Like, you're you're either in it or you're not. You can't be like, oh, we'll take some things or no, like. Even if you bring Momoa back, he's coming back as somebody completely different. Lobo, yeah. Yeah, we all know that. So, um, I, I don't see this happening, and I love the fact that she's, like, trying to get out in front of it. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? It's like a very sad, it's a somehow a sadder version of Channing Tatum wanting to play Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> at least Channing was going to film it in his own backyard. Yeah. Like, Channing had at least the fans behind him. Yeah, people were like, oh, yeah, that look, that looks cool. Let him do it, please. <laughs> this is like, oh, gal, what are you doing? What are you, what are you up to, like? Maybe there are people. I, look, I don't want to be mean to them, but maybe there are people that are like, that performance changed my life. And every performance since has changed my life, and that's my favorite character. That's I yeah, but I can't. I, I like I don't. That's fine. That's great, and that's amazing. But I feel then you would you let that character just exist in their own universe mm. wherever they're left. And, and you know, I mean, you could do the Snyder take of the next one gets cast, and they're like, oh, it's not the same as Gal. She was way better than whoever we've got this with. That the, your shit. You're not yeah. as good as Gal. You're no, 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 no. awful. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, I think I did the X-Men animated series team. (laughs) Much better theme. My brain naturally goes to that. Um, Imagine every time your character appeared, that tune played. I think it'd be instantly the coolest character, whatever TV show you're on. Yeah, yeah. Like that one bit in, spoilers for everything Marvel, uh, that one bit in Ms. Marvel, uh, where it goes, and it's just instantly you're on board. 
Yeah, you're, it does, nothing needs to be said, even though we, we're, we're burned out, but we, we still have that one moment of joy. Because <laughs> it's tied to nostalgia this time. <laughs> I love nostalgia. <laughs> Back when I was happy. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days, when I was seven, <laughs> watching that. Um, so yeah, Gal Gadot, we don't know she is. She's claiming that she's in, but Gordon and Safford have not confirmed it. And Gunn will usually shut down a rumour. Or, or mm. like, like he'll, he'll be like, no, this is what's happening. This is the, I think the you have story. To, I think you have to deal with this with more, like, pff, sensitive gloves. I Not think. to just out Gal as a liar. <laughs> yeah, I think you can go, oh yeah, she's talking bullshit. Like, she's telling fibs. Yeah, you gotta yeah, be yeah. like, ah, well, we've this, we we had a script, but maybe it's not working. Um, also, Mahash Ali is like, I think he's like left Blade or he's like leaving Blade. Oh <laughs> man, I, I can't blame him, honestly. The man's a better actor than than Marvel deserve right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is some pretty good news involving Star Wars. Um, That's a sentence we haven't said in a while. <laughs> Donald Glover uh, is set to spearhead a Star Wars Lando story for Disney Plus as both the character and the series writer. Oh, okay. Oh, He's a very good writer. He is. Like, have you seen Atlanta? Atlanta's yes. Atlanta's good. Atlanta's good. Yes. Like that. <laughs> so, that Lando. I mean, so he's, won, he, he's only won a few Emmys, to be fair. Just a couple, like, you know. Yeah. Just, the, 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 the thing, like, I'm not, I love, I love a Donald Glover project. All right. Do we need the Lando Calrissian spin-off story? No. But. Exactly. N- well, we don't. But if you got Donald Glover playing Lando, writing and acting in the series, I think that's just enough to push it into the way of, well, fuck it, we may watch it. <laughs> it could be good. Is it how he becomes like the ruler of Cloud City? Is that going to be the the little arc like, that he has? I think they're trying to like get the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan show hype, but like for a Lando show, which I think is a lot harder to do. But if the casting wasn't so perfect... Then I think a lot of people would have already turned off this. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is that if if they if you just t- tell me oh they're doing a Lando show, I don't give a shit. I'm not watching that. Donald Glover is writing and starring in a Lando show. Mm. I'm gonna give it a couple of episodes at least. Like, I, it's an interest. It's a really really interesting thing because you have an amazing character an amazing actor playing the character, but, like, a show that doesn't need to be made, but you've got a whole bunch of really talented people doing it. And so yeah. where's the Venn diagram there of a show Here's- that nobody needs, but also could be cool? Yeah. Here's the thing. Last episode of The Lando Show is going to be Alden Ironrake is coming back. <gasps> We're seeing Han Solo again. Alden Ehrenreich, by the way, very good in Oppenheimer. He's very good. He's a very good actor. That movie's fine. I think that movie got shat on, but it's fine. We probably shat on it a little bit ourselves when it came out, but we're older and wiser now. Looking back, after seeing episode nine, I would watch Solo in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely we would. You know what it is? Harmless fun. It's just, it's a bit of a jaunt. Yeah, honestly... If if the Lando series is as good as Solo, it'll be fine. It'll be better than most of the other Star Wars projects. At the minute, they're, they're not doing great. They're not doing well so far. 
it's a bit weird connection between Star Wars and Disney that, and Marvel that there's are they connected somehow that like they're just they're not really clicking it seems like they're maybe putting shows on Disney Plus and ultimately ruining their whole just aura just watering down the brand so much in terms mm. of quality and production mm. uh, and also their CEO is just like yeah let's r- let writers starve at Christmas time let's kill what? them <laughs> what the fuck is that I'm not pu- paying fucking CGI lads I'll tell you that now fuck no. them <laughs> but I've done here's a 275 million dollar bonus for me <laughs> It's money laundering, Sean. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more convinced when I see like the big budget like movies now that are like a hundred mil. I'm like, yeah. okay, I can understand that. But when it's like two fifty mil for a Disney Plus series, I'm like, hang on a minute. Now yeah. what's going on here? Because, because you're not, you're, you'll pay your actors all right, I suppose, but you're not paying your production staff anything. Yeah. So where's this money? I going? know where they're skipping the costs. You're, you're not bringing them on location. Like <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> like, Christopher where are you Nolan going? detonated a hundred tons of TNT. <laughs> like, where are you going that it needs that much budget? Is the question because like it's all shot in the same studio. Yeah, with like actors who you've already contracted at a certain price. You don't have to hire. Like you, you are your own distributor. Like. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> We're like, pure conspiracy theory. Like, what's going on? Like, is something is hemorrhaging money. And they're just writing it off as, like, as the the, the Disney Plus stuff or the, or the movie productions, you know? I don't know, it's fucking Disneyland. Just, like, not taking in any cash these <laughs> Nobody days. Nobody wants to go see the mouse. <laughs> Michael Mouse is no friend of mine. Um, So, Sean, a Lando show. Are you excited to watch it or are you like, why are we doing this? But also, Donald Glover writing. I think it's closer to the second one. I'll be honest, I'm not excited about much these days, Connor. (laughs) So, I'll watch it when it comes out, maybe. I I mean, nothing means anything once Spider-Verse and Dune 2 gets pushed back. Then what do we have? And if the Batman gets pushed back, that's a trifecta of me just giving up. What a good 2024, though, Connor. You know? That's, I mean, yeah. That's a good, another way to look at it. We've had a pretty good year, 2023, with films, you know? Got Barbie and well, Oppenheimer. Well, that, that is, the problem is they came out with the same fucking day. Guardians 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, for, I forgot Guardians. Yeah, yeah, Super yeah. Mario movies, all right. That made a shit ton of money. It made heaps of money. It's yeah, like, like so much money. 90 minute animation in the summer. Like, oh, it's a yeah. dream. You just leave your kids there also, for a bit. Barbie, by the way, is it's like oh, nearly hitting a bill. I think it, it might have passed it. I don't know. Good. Deserves it. And they're, they're, and of course, they're like, now let's make t- movies out of all the other Mattel toys. Oh, no, we'll, we'll be moving on to oh, that. But also, yes. Grant. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And it is actually talk of Superman Legacy. So okay. I seen the Wonder Woman news. And then I seen the Superman Legacy news. The fact that they have cast Nathan Fillion, James Gunn's best friend, in Superman Legacy as Green Lantern. Sean. kind of perfect, right? Like, wasn't he a fan cast for ages for, is it Hal Jordan he was being cast Yeah, for Hal Jordan. For like, uh, like in 2010, like 2008, 2010, like that that was the main ticket. That and Uncharted were the two like, he would be perfect for that role. I like, but this leads me to believe that they're doing like an older Hal Jordan in Superman Legacy. And then maybe you do it, oh, the name escapes me, the the, the, Guy Gardner, is it the next one? 
Guy Gardner. In yeah, yeah. the Green Lantern Corps TV show that they're doing. Like, I, th- I think it's one of those really interesting... Look, the thing is, Nate Philly gets cast in every one of James Gunn's productions in some way yeah. or another, um, just because it's fun. And also, he was uh, arm fall-off by... Or, uh, in yeah. uh, the Suicide Squad, the detachable he, kid, please. Detach- I'm sorry, but like he's also now aware that he could just be a like he could come in and just be the joke for a few yeah. minutes, like in Guardians of the Galaxy Three as well. Yeah, and he'll show up and he'll do he'll act for that day. Like he, he'll have yeah. a great time. Yeah. Um. So he uh, he actually was. And this is my one thing that he was part of DC before Sean in the Justice League Unlimited series. Everyone's favorite series <laughs> that you've definitely seen. Every episode twice and backwards. <laughs> um. He would also be then become synonymous with the Hal Jordan version of Green Lantern, and he voiced the character for several projects so far. Um. He was in Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Which was uh, which came out at the same time as the Ryan Reynolds movie in twenty eleven. <laughs> oh wow, wildly different in quality, I would say. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so he also vo- he's voiced Green Lantern for six projects, I think, in the DC in DC animated films. So he knows he knows what Green Lantern's about there, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I so love they're this. Br- so they're bringing him in. And he is going to be playing Guy Gardner instead of Hal Jordan. Like, so he, so he's playing Guy Gardner, excuse me. So, yes. So that's the twist. So Nathan Fillion has been cast as Green Lantern and everyone's like, Hal Jordan, locked in every single day. He's played Hal Jordan in every other project he's ever done for DC to do Green Lantern. No, no, no. He's cast him as Guy Gardner, who is like, has a terrible haircut, he's got a bad attitude, and he's easily the least friendly of the human Green Lanterns. <laughs> That's kind of, i interested to see Nathan Fillion do that. Um, um, he, the, this rudeness has seen the character become so disliked by the superhero community in DC Comics that Batman in particular was so pissed off um, he had to silence him by um, by smashing him with one single punch <laughs> Guy Gardner was talking shit and Batman just walked up and was like no stop and just decked him and ended the conversation right there yeah. so does that mean we're going on to Kyle Rayner then in the Green Lantern Corps TV show. So I would say, because I think Fillion is really good at doing like sarcastic, snarky roles, yeah. I think he's going to be part of a Green Lantern Corps that maybe appears in the movie. I think it would be better if that Hal Jordan is there and Guy Gardner is there and Nathan Fillion's like standing behind the guy they get to cast as as, um, Hal Hal Jordan. Jordan. Right, okay. That's, yeah, like if Nathan Fillion is doing like his character from Firefly who's a little more brash and cocky than say his character in Castle. Uh, I don't know, I like this. Wild to bring the Green Lanterns into the Superman Legacy movie, I would say. Yeah, so this is kind of like a follow. Like, also, they have John Stewart as well, who's the yeah. other lantern on Earth. But like, um, it's really, really interesting that like, so we know Gunn is writing and directing this movie, and so it's going to be very comic book uh, heavy. And yeah. I also think it's going to be. I'm going to come out and say it probably good because he's quite good at his job. <laughs> good track record, specifically with comic book films. For specifically his last four movies in a row that are all excellent. Um, yeah. And so, like, I think the really cool thing about this is you could have a Superman legacy movie 
and you could even have like Superman pops up it is an origin but not really and then you could have the core get called to Earth because there's this alien flying around that nobody knows so maybe somebody calls the core to come check him out yeah and it's just like who the fuck are you what are you doing here and like, yeah and then like Superman has to explain himself to the space cops essentially <laughs> Basically, like, that's what the Green Lanterns are. They, like, go universe to universe and they're protectors of each specific uh, area. And, like, you have perhaps Guy Gardner or Hal Jordan uh, or Judd Stewart. They're, like, looking after Earth. An alien pops up. They're like, what the fuck is this? They're like, I'm going to call in the reinforcements and we'll go check on them. And they could literally just be in it for one scene that they just check on them. Yeah, I imagine that's what it is. Like, they're, I don't think they're central to the plot. I think they're just, they happen to be there and it widens the universe for us right from the get-go as well, it sounds like. It widens it without saying anything. They're just like, we've checked them out. And like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? They, he answers all the questions. Cool. Okay, we're going to keep an eye on you. What Great. if the whole Fly thing... Away is told like it, like like they're interrogating Superman after the events of the film have happened and it's told through the the the, the lens of a ple- of like a, he's oh. in an interrogation room with the green lantern <laughs> it's all green <laughs> And he's like handcuffed to the table he's got green handcuffed chains onto him like yeah <laughs> and, they, and they're just like play good cop bad cop yeah they're, they're doing good cop bad cop with him yeah just and they're across head is like he's he's trying to be good cop, but he's actually a dickhead and he can't hold it back. <laughs> look at look here, look here, fucking face, right? Come here, right? I can't stop you getting hit by my friend. He's a fucking wild card, right? Yeah. I'll tell you right now, you look like a dickhead to me too, and I don't <laughs> want to say that. And I like, hey, like, look at Hal Jordan, like, wait, I, the, which one of us is Hal Jordan? <laughs> Hal Jordan's the grizzled old police chief, <laughs> smoking a cigar. He's played by Christopher <laughs> Walken. <laughs> Doing his Irish accent. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. No, I take Walken as Hal Jordan and then you get Fillion as Guy Gardner and then we need to hire the coolest man ever to play Kyle Rayner. James Marsden. <laughs> no, I'm going Gosling. <laughs> Gosling. We go Gosling as Kyle Rayner. Oh my God, I would love Gosling as Kyle Rayner so much. <laughs> I think Gosling would also be great as Guy Gardner as just like a dickhead oh yeah he could play that he could absolutely yeah. play that the, um, um, I like this I like where I like these kind of announcements though because it's like oh that's like, weird and I wouldn't predict it like the, the, uh, nobody expected any Green Lanterns to be in any of these movies so and now once Nathan Fillion got announced it's like oh that makes sense it's James Gunn Nathan Fillion you bring him in for a scene he comes in for one day of shooting fucks off Call yeah. it a day. And you've built the whole universe. You've built like a complete new extension of the universe without having to write a whole script based around him. Yeah, and that means that anyone who like hears about the Green Lantern show that's coming out has already seen some of it in the big Superman film that everyone's going to yeah, watch. Exactly, exactly. And then you bring back Ryder Reynolds and make him do a Hot Wheels car. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Mattel, Sean, uh, they recent re- recently released Barbie. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know, and they what they're so they are after just killing it. What they decided to do was hire what the best directors currently alive, yeah. and they hired some of the best actors currently alive, yeah. and they, and they got the best director currently alive to she's actually dating another one of the best directors currently alive, and they kind of co-wrote the script together. Yeah. 
and they didn't interfere at all and they just let her get on with things and make her her own vision for the story cool that's, that's a cool idea well they've decided to take some lessons from that and they've decided good finally <laughs> so they're going to start hiring really talented people no no no, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> people want movies based off of toys <laughs> no no they don't and they, they want really them to be don't. adult movies based off of toys. No, no, they don't. That's not what makes Barbie good. It's not the fact. It's the, it's every oh Barbie. It's a, that that's a there's. A, I don't even. I don't have the words to express how perfect Barbie is for what the movie wants it to be. We we have been there from the very first announcement of that movie, and I remember yeah. how confused we were. And then with every single casting, we were like, "There's no way this can be bad." But also, I don't know what this movie is. Yeah, and it's it's fucking excellent. I loved it so much. I want to see it again. Do you want to go together? Yeah, we can go together. Yeah, we're head off. We're we're doing we're doing uh, I'm recording a podcast at the minute, but I'll see what I'm doing after. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no yeah, I'm only yeah. free now. <laughs> Sorry. You're only free now. Grant. No, we'll, sure, we'll pause this. And then, okay, three, two, one. Yeah, that was really good. And we're just back. <laughs> I thought it held up. thought it held, held up well. Up. Really held up. Yeah, I, I fully understand it now. Um, it's now four in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, so Mattel is also releasing a different movie, Sean, called The Barney Movie that is going to be coming out. Now, you know about this. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah is coming in and his production company is going to be working on the project and it's going to be based on the purple dinosaur's legacy but now they have finally revealed that this barney movie will be an off-kilter adult story based off the children's franchise so mattel coming in strong that the barney movie is the next big adult movie shot i but like it sounds like they're going like a horror route with it Mm. and like I like Daniel Kaluuya. He's a good actor. I don't know much of his writing or directing or anything like that. But I feel like t- the idea of taking children's toy or children's thing and doing a horror spin on it is kind of taking the easy road, you know? Like, mm. it, you just you, you play off of, what if something cute, but now evil? Like, whereas Barbie is like, what if we just deconstruct, like, uh, feminism and patriarchy in the one blow, in the one movie, through the lens of Barbie like yeah my favourite bit is still Ken being like uh, I gave up on the patriarchy once I found out it wasn't about horses yeah, <laughs> like, my, yeah. Fa- my favourite bit is when he just screams sublime at the top of his voice <laughs> <laughs> he's so good I think we mentioned this I don't know what episode we mentioned on the last few weeks but Gosling in that movie is like just the best. Oh, he's having such a good time with it. Like, he's full and like, commitment. Obviously, Margot Robbie's also incredible, but Gosling is just the one that I'm just like, you deserve an Oscar for this fucking lunacy. And also, the whole press tour, his brain is broken at this yeah. point. It, it is. And like, it. Someone I, I, saw, I think it was a tweet or something, or an X or whatever it's fucking called now, but the... Uh, the the best supporting actor could genuinely come down to Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer and Ryan Gosling in Barbie. And, and different different vibes is what Very I would say that they're vibes. giving. Both commitment to the role, though. I, I don't think you can beat the commitment of, of Gosling. And, just, and I think I already mentioned this, but when he starts singing at the end, you're like, oh, this guy can actually sing. I forgot he was in La La Land that also won Oscars. <laughs> 
cool. Yeah. Very, very talented man. Um, so speaking with Variety, um, they, one of the producers um, basically shared new details about the project and they came out and said, uh, this is Robbie Brenner and he, and we should be anticipating a story about identity and finding who you love and who feels alienated with adult teams and it's going to be sort of a little off kilter. Um, and then he was asked, well, is it going to be darker? And he says, I don't know it's necessarily going to be darker. It's just going to be unique. More of like a being John Malkovich or an adaption. Um, any movie that has Barney is certainly not going to be straightforward. We're not making Ted. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow, just Ted catching strays there. Uh <laughs> Right. So it's an it's it, it's it's more of an introspective personal drama about finding where you belong in life. Yeah. True true Barney. Look, it's- to be fair, Let's go in with an open mind, because if you had pitched the Barbie movie to me four years ago, I would I would have thought it made no sense. Okay, well, how about this? What about a Polly Pocket movie that Mattel are also now doing? That's less compelling, I will say. Star- starring Lily Collins from Emily in Paris. We love Lily Collins. Uh, like, first, okay, first of all, I always thought Polly Pockets were the coolest fucking thing, because there's this little world inside and then it closes up into a little case. That's just neat to me. Uh, however, what I don't know the lore of Polly Pocket. <laughs> I don't what think anyone like, does. does. Like, do you get sure, like I, I, I don't know. Look, I don't know the story you would tell with Polly Pocket. Do you do a little small story? Like someone gets shrunk down and stuck in a Polly Pocket? Hmm. Or is it like... I, I'm not quite sure how it works. All I do know is in terms of Mattel, Polly Pocket was only one of several that they announced. So they're going off the one billion movie they now have, they have now got Polly Pocket lined up with Lily Collins already brought in. They've got a Hot Wheels movie, an American Girls movie, a Magic 8-Ball movie, an Uno movie, a Matchbox movie, a Viewmaster movie. Matchbox and Hot Wheels are the same thing. A Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. That's just real steel. (laughs) Starring Vin Diesel. (laughs) No, no no on that one, first of all. Isn't that the worst series of movies you've ever heard? Like, the 8-Ball one, I guess you could do, like, a, a horror story with an 8-Ball. That, like, 8-Ball is like, uh, I'm not sure. Are you going maybe, to live? Yeah, or, like, the whole, or it's, like, another story and, like, the 8-Ball solves all your problems, but then you realise, oh, you can't know your future or else you have I'm thinking of the Nicolas Cage film, Knowing, actually. That's yeah. what I'm thinking Yeah, of you're there. thinking of a movie that already exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's all right. It's, a pre- it's an all right. It's, it's not nice, great. It's all right, but let's just copy that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Like, I don't think the lesson here is make movies about toys. I think the movie is make good... The the lesson is make good movies. Hire Greta Gerwig to do all of your movies is kind of the lesson. Greta Gerwig, any other talented director, like, just... I think you should only hire Greta or maybe Christopher Nolan... Uh, bring in James Gunn I think you need to go to the heavyweights I think if you do these movies with somebody who's not like an absolute heavyweight it's I don't know I don't know yeah, that's the, there's one here on this, there's one here on this list that interests me and it's the Masters of the Universe okay give me a James Gunn Masters of the Universe film Oh, he'd and I kill will it. give you a million dollars. He would kill a master. He won't do it, but like he's very, very busy at the moment. But I think Mattel should strictly keep all of their budget for hiring the best directors. 
Yeah. Like, give Spielberg and fucking Scorsese a bunch of money to do a fucking eight ball movie. 100%. Have that be your thing. You're like the A24 for fucking toy tie-in movies. Movies that shouldn't work, but the people working on them are so talented that it somehow works. Yeah. Like, get the Daniels in to do the Uno movie. Matt Reeves. Bring him in to do the Hot Wheels movie. Yes. Please do that. Imagine the whole character scene from the Batman put in a whole movie. Give me... Give Chloe Zhao the Polly Pocket movie. Like, Mm. just... To have that be the thing, that you just make really good fucking movies that are ostensibly advertisements. Um, so, Sean, we're going to have to move on, because I do have news that I do want to get to you, um, and that is Fantastic Four rumours. This is our favourite segment of the Jesus. show. Every is this month. still going on? Um, this movie's meant to come out next year. It is, yeah, but it won't be. But, um, Sean, I have many different rumours that have now been released in the last month this is really ramping up in the amount of things we've heard about this movie so i've cleverly put them all together in one thing and so fantastic four rumors have emerged alongside recent casting reports as well um and so the main one that i want to touch on is that the main villain of the movie has potentially been revealed and the main villain is meant to be galactus interesting Move. Mm. I like makes sense. It's a big villain. Big. It's another world-ending threat. Is the only. I don't know if a big cloud is a world-ending threat. You do this every time. Galactus isn't a big cloud. He's a big fella. He's. he's... I've seen Rise of the Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, two thousand and seven. He was a giant cloud that they had to defeat. I mean, everyone has seen that movie, so we all know. What are you saying? Look, he was Galen. He was from the previous version of the universe. He's carried over. He was born in an egg, and now he's a big lad who eats planets. Now, the thing about it is... I like, How is I that think, better than a cloud? I just, it, it, it is, believe it or not. But uh, <laughs> he, like, we've seen the Celestials in the film Eternals. And they were real big. The scale of those was really cool. One of them is coming currently out of the earth. That's true. Frozen in a big piece of stone. Nobody's uh, talked about. We don't need to. Nobody's addressed that at all. Uh, but the 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 gla- like the thing about Galactus is you don't beat him. You just hold him off for a while. The way they beat him in the first outing in the Fantastic Four is they get the ultimate nullifier, which is a device that can do whatever you want. But it might kill you as well. And they just like stalemate Galactus. And that's that's yeah. it. That's the story. Because on one side you have four people with superpowers. And on the other side you have God. Yeah. Like, to think... and look, Yeah. It would be more interesting and it would solve a lot of fucking problems for him. I didn't watch Secret Invasion, but I know everything that happens in it. Right? <laughs> I know. Against my own will. <laughs> against my own will. I know Amelia Clark turns into a stench, essentially the Super Scroll and has all of the powers right now. Wouldn't it be great if the collective powers of the Fantastic Four was able to overpower her, thereby establishing them as a competent team and also depowering her in the process because she's a broken character who we can't use? Also, it would tie into the fact that the Fantastic Four fought the Super Skrull and also things like the Super Adaptoid, which also combined a bunch of heroes' powers together. You, There's also a situation that like a lot of people are kind of complaining that Galactus coming in first movie, it's tough sell. Because yeah. you have to do the origin story, then they have to defeat basically a god. Um, if you don't know about Galactus, he eats planets. That's not a joke. That's his thing. He That's eats his thing. planets. That's how he gets um, energy. He's a and force so he comes of the to earth universe. To, 
eat the planet and Reed Richards is like ah no hang on hang on a minute now yeah. I don't I live here and if you eat this planet then I'm dead and I don't give a fuck about anyone else but I don't want to die yeah like it says a lot that they didn't do Galactus like it's Galactus and Doom are the big Fantastic Four villains so like why not do Doom first you know because you're doing Secret well, Wars soon true but I also think is there a more is there a bigger like this team is good then just having them already have their powers and they just immediately work together to defeat Galactus. <laughs> I don't know if it is, though. Like, I, look, are they, if they bring out the Fantastic Four fully formed they, and then they bring up Galactus, you know, like, there's no stakes here. You know the Fantastic Four are going to win in that story. Mm. And, like, they and they There's they no can't, way they bring in the nullifier. There's absolutely there's no, no way. Oh, no. They've, they've fucking destroyed, like, lunacy to bring in the nullifier. yeah. yeah. The, and it would be another, the complaint would be that, oh, it's another MacGuffin that they have to find to then be Galactus. Or like Doom has it already or something like that and they have to bargain with him. But like, the, the thing about it is, if the Fantastic Four lose to Galactus, the world is destroyed. Good odds. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that in their first outing, just destroy the world, you know? So the three things we now know, well, the three things that are rumoured are, yeah. well, actually four. Galactus, main villain. Two, Doom is going to be in the movie, but he's not a main villain. He's just going to be like a shithouse in in the movie. Very Um, weird move. Three, the lead character will be the invisible woman, uh, Sue Storm. And four, Sue Storm is 95% likely to be Vanessa Kirby, um, who is the actress from um, the recent... Mission Impossible movie and also she was in uh, Hobbs and Shaw a few years ah, ago of course of course uh, from Pieces of a Woman and The World oh, no, to d- Come <laughs> she, I think she's going to be quite good I think she's going to be really really good she's a very good actress um, and I think she's probably perfect casting as um, The Invisible Woman I think probably yeah great. she looks apart like she's, she um, seems to have it down yeah, having the character be the lead character. I mean, have you seen the first Fantastic Four, which we recently reviewed on our Patreon, uh, the two thousand five movie? Jessica Alba is the lead character, also in that movie. So, I mean, it's not really much a difference. <laughs> true, true. Like, I, 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 but I, I don't know. I don't. I like maybe it's the recent run of movies and TV shows. Guardians excluded, but I, like I don't know if this will be good. <laughs> which is- I, I'm gonna say so. I've I've lost faith. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's going to be bad. I think that's you're probably better off, which is terrible to say. Don't get excited about this. The only one I was guaranteed of was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And I was like, yeah. Gun won't fuck it up. It's grad. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, what are we what are we doing? <laughs> I th- I think Secret Invasion has had such a strong impact on like the psyche of so, everyone. See, yeah. Cause like it's not Secret Invasion. Like Secret Invasion, the comic is fucking excellent and tense, and like things matter. And because it's a comic, they're able to do shit like bring back Captain America. Whereas mm. this is just like a load of people walking around, maybe bleeding purple, but ultimately doesn't matter, and we'll never see any of them again. And like you have, I mean, Galactus first one out. Also, the One Division director Matt Shackman is directing this movie. So the director of One Division, he's already in with Marvel. He's going to be directing this, um, which is probably almost definitely going to be pushed back. I mean, it's meant to come out May second, twenty twenty five, but like, so it's twenty twenty five now instead of twenty twenty four. It's 
but it, like it has it doesn't even have a cast yet doesn't have a minute. cast writers aren't working at the minute like yeah I, I, don't, I don't I think it's definitely getting pushed back all of the Marvel stuff is getting pushed back um, which might not be a bad thing <laughs> might not be a bad thing but like we've, we're past the point where we can say oh this this production was affected by COVID, so that may, is maybe why it's a bit lackluster. Mm. Like, these should be better by now, you know? Yeah. They, well, they should be, but they're not, is the problem. And so, I think Fantastic Four, ten years ago, would have killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would have done so well. But now I think people, maybe people are burnt out, or maybe... People aren't tired of superhero movies, they're tired of bad movies, is the thing that that's what's ever coming out uh, in the last few years is that yeah. like if you just make a good one people, people will see go it. see it the Batman look at that like people loved it oh the, don't get me started on the Batman yeah. oh, don't get me started don't get me started now they do have kind of a golden opportunity here in that the Fantastic Four when they were brought in in 62 were very much a Marvel Renaissance rebirth of comics saving the industry kind of a deal so yeah. if you knock it out of the park with Fantastic Four make it everyone's favourite thing the biggest best movie like then you're in with a chance if Fantastic Four is bad I like I genuinely I, th- I think it could be a nail in the coffin situation <laughs> it's it's like um, to me it's like you have a friend who was really cool in high school and is now like 21 and they've been unemployed for a little while and they're just like they're not really trying anymore and you're kind of like you used to be, used to be. I know it's in there. I know, yeah. I know like, I, it's somewhere in there, but you've lost your way a little yeah. bit. And you're not, you seem to not be trying to get it back. And and you don't seem content with yourself no. either. And you're pushing everyone around you away as well, because you're acting like a dickhead. <laughs> you're kind of a dick. No you spent $225 million on a McDonald's yesterday. I mean, it's just too much. It's too much. It's not needed. Look what, look what he did with $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> over the corner it's just Denny Villeneuve <laughs> he's grand he's grand over there Denny knows um, that leave Denny out with us oh lad right so we are going to finish off this this month's movie monthlies um, with some discussion about the recent trailer for the Disney Plus series speaking of Marvel Disney Plus shows yeah um, we're going to talk about Loki season 2 the trailer dropped um, and we got our first look at just kind of everything that's hoping to touch on in this season. Um, I will say Loki season one, I thought was quite good. I think it's my favourite Disney plus Marvel show, I think. Because it's just a bit of a romp. It's a bit of a romp and it's kind of solid the whole way through. Little bit of a dip in the middle, not as bad mm. as Miss Marvel had. But yeah. I think overall it's... It's the it tells the best story. Yeah, I think Miss Marvel burned very bright yeah. and then fell off a cliff, um, and then and, smouldered for a little bit. Yeah, and Loki kind of just worked its way up. It was solid enough; like there was no like massive drop off, which is why it kind of looks the best. Yeah, and it's also like an unreal cast, and like Tom Hiddleston loves that character, and I feel would 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 fight for certain creative decisions about that character as well. So the season two trailer, what? kind of stood out to you if there's anything that you kind of like the look of it's I it, like maybe it's because of having seen Spider-Verse quite recently but it looks like the glitch effect kind of thing the time was it time glitching or whatever it's called or uh, time slipping 
time slipping that has a similar kind of vibe to me that he's in the wrong timeline it seems mm. uh that he because he at the end of loki season one spoilers he escapes from he who remains sylvie kills he who remains and then loki goes back to the tva and it's ruled by kang now is the idea there is a massive red flag that we're gonna have to maybe touch on in this review of the trailer oh um, right so we may have to yeah uh look <laughs> I look, uh, Majors is still in it. Majors is still there. Not only is he still there, he popped up in an Ant Man documentary recently as well. Yeah. Uh, a Disney Plus documentary on the making of Ant Man. And he was in that too. Front and centre, yeah. And, look, yeah. and there are there are allegations and things that I don't know has an outcome been reached on all of that yet. But Marvel no. are very firmly putting him front and centre in this trailer, which that's where that is. That's 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 where the situation is at the minute. And the thing about it is, I suppose they wrote the series probably prior to everything, and they filmed the series probably prior to everything. So you can't throw out the whole series and start again. Um, no, and they very cleverly also don't include him in this trailer. Do, we include, see Victor Timely at the end. Yeah, we we include like one or two bits of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, which, he's, sorry, he's at the very end. Yeah, which was that is very. I think that might be the scene that was in Ant Man: uh, Quantum Mania. Right. Okay. And so, I, it's it's going to be very interesting what they do with this because this came out when my first thought is Majors is in this. Yeah. And that means they also have the Kang Dynasty Secret Wars coming up. Like, there's a movie literally called The Kang Fucking Dynasty. What do we do here? You can't <laughs> backpedal. You could recast, I guess, if it, if it is an issue. Like, I, oh man. Like, it's, it's just such a messy spot to be in. Like, they really put everything behind this dude. Yeah. It's, it's a really strange spot that I don't think they've ever found themselves in before. Um, because normally something like this happens like near the end of the run and then you can just write them off like he was lined up as like the next big thing and then this has happened and it's kind of like okay well in terms of story obviously that doesn't really matter in terms of real life stuff but (laughs) we're talking about the Loki season 2 trailer just in a bubble of what this is like we're yeah look we're like we're aware of all of it uh, but we're going to talk about the trailer regardless and our thoughts on the series Loki as a whole, more so. I mean, how you get around it is at the end of this series, he's time-slipped away and then he's replaced by a different actor. Some sort of time stream, something. You could do a yeah. reshoot. Get the guy who played the High Evolutionary to do it. He's a great actor. He's unreal. Right, that he's a Kang variant. The High Evolutionary yeah. is. There you go. And he he replaces him. Yeah, and just do it. <laughs> he's real good he's really good um, but yeah I this this series is one that uh, is probably the most intriguing of all of them um, still has the massive problem of that I don't think it needs to be made but Loki's also kind of a weird one that you can kind of just do stuff with him and it doesn't impact the main thing because he's technically dead in like the other t- other uh, universe yeah, which is like I like we spent a whole season w- where Loki Loki got basically became got caught up in the space of about fifteen minutes, just like became the Loki we all know and love, which I think is fine, and I think it helped the series as a whole. I'm wondering how it's going to work this time with the Mobius relationship, him and Owen Wilson, because they don't know each other technically in this timeline. So Interesting. Do we have to build all that back up again? But now. Loki is eager to work with Owen Wilson instead of fighting him for half the series. I My prediction is first episode, that is what happens. Near the end of the first episode, he gains his trust and it's never spoken of again. 
okay, grand, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess think, so. I don't think they waste time on that because that plot point is like so tired. They'll do the same thing they did, but instead of doing it over like the six movies they did, they'll do six episodes of last season and they'll just speed it up. Okay, they're best friends again. Let's go. Yeah, they'll use that memory playback device or whatever and show Owen Wilson his alternate timeline self being like, friends with Loki. It's like, a weird way to do it, but also, like, what can you do? Yeah, you need that dynamic because that kind of carried the first season as well. Yeah, um, do, you, do you think we'll get more in the way of Loki variants in this? Because we had a few in season yeah, one. Yeah, I, no, I, th- I think you'll get more Loki doing magic stuff as well. So you can even see that in the trailer is that, like, it's a lot more magic than he used in the first season. And I think that's mostly because they probably have a higher budget, so yeah. they can kind of go harder at Loki's real powerful as, like, a wizard, just in general. Yeah, like, double down on that aspect of him. Um, they seem to be more going wilder with time as well. I think they go back to Egypt at one point. That could be to see Ramatut, who is a Kang mm. variant as well. Um, like I think, think you could go literally any time ever. Like, and there always will be a Kang somewhere. Yeah, because that's what he does. He just finds space, lives out till the end of the timeline, goes back, does it again. So there's all these yeah. concurrent versions of Kangs technically. Happening. Which means he's going to be all over the show. Oh, <laughs> heaps, heaps. Which is Every why again, single episode. Now look, it's not um, gone to trial yet, but also there's a bunch of allegations. Oh, it's, it's just, it's just like, a rough space to be in. Lads. Very rough space to be in. It. What do you think will happen with the Sylvie side of things? <laughs> I think she'll be underwritten and not developed very much because they've ran out of story. <laughs> Does seem like that, doesn't it? Do you think she's taken up the job and now it's like she who remains kind of a deal? Uh, yeah, I think she's probably taken up that and she'll be in a few seeds, maybe a few episodes. Um, they'll have the big hero reveal, probably around episode two. Yeah. Um, and I don't think she'll be as well written as she was in the first season. I think the first no. season is very strong. I think this one, they they weren't expecting a season two, and now I think they're going to just scramble to try and get something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think this will live up to season one. I think it, it'll, maybe again with the recent run of quality, maybe that's colouring things, but also I think they'll double down on the stuff that worked and it'll be too much. Like, I think we're getting a lot of missed minutes in this. True. Season. No, but like the thing is like the cast itself is excellent like oh, I think oh it's great don't get and, me wrong and everyone in this knows exactly what they're doing and I think any time you have Mobius and Loki on the screen the show is immediately going to be better because yeah. their dynamic is what carried a lot of season one as well is they, like the first episode the first two episodes is just them talking but it's like the most interesting scenes in the mo- in the show 100% yeah do you think they'll get Jamie Alexander back as Sif for five minutes again uh, I hope they do I hope they do for- <laughs> continue that trend <laughs> it's just a running gag of just like we need to bring her back as Sif just for the crack just to keep just her to contract active just, why not sure why not we need to have Sif in a, in a project every five years otherwise she goes back to Marvel it's her we, we are Marvel <laughs> I, I can see Miss Minutes she's going to have a bigger part she's probably going to be evil in this because Cat has created yeah. her rather than the TVA. Yeah, I think I think it's going to also be a thing that like they go back and they go to the start of the TVA, and then Loki actually started the TVA. That's the whole like arc that they're going to do here. You think? I think I think it's kind of like he he set up the organization that. Yeah, so him. he goes back in time to try and stop himself from breaking the timeline. I think so. Yeah, like even the poster is Loki chasing himself, like himself, himself. 
around. So, so the idea would be, yeah, you break the timeline in the last season, and then he realizes that oh, the TVA actually does an important thing. So he spends his whole life creating the TVA to stop all of the uh, problems that he has caused by breaking the fucking timelines in every single universe. Yeah, like I think, I think Victor Timely in this, he works with him to set it all up and gives him information on how it works. Interesting. I, I mean, like, there's there's cool ways they could go with this. I'm, I'm interested to see how it works. It's coming out in October, I think. October 6th. Yeah, um, they announced this, this, like, the second secret invasion ended. They were like, oh, and then the good one's coming out. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> the good one's coming. How is Secret Invasion bad? It's got Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman. There's no reason seven, that movie should fail. There's, there's, show there's no way. Work. It can't fail. I mean, it's such a good cast. But for some reason, somehow it did. Um, that's how but Sean I think that's it for this month's movie monthlies what a month lot of, lot, of, lot of news packed in do you want me to take us out Connor? yeah sure why not thank you everyone for listening to this episode of movie monthlies we will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero or Zero and next month with another episode of movie monthlies a uh, big thank you to everyone over on Patreon who continues to support us head over if you do want to join that live chat that we're having on the 19th should be a lot of fun and the $2 tier gets you the automatic invite to that um, also get you a shout out on the show so shout outs to Roisin the Wife Palmer Joe Burney Ryan Kamatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson Secretly Ed Sheeran Don't Tell Anyone David Clark Sean Chuckin in the Washington It'll Be Grand Jameson Dominic Anna Irish Walrus Forever Helm Roos Danny McLaughlin Lord Smish Michelle Brown Michaela Doughty Frost Ed Ball Connor and Lorraine that's it no stop typing now let's keep it simple for Sean's sake <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Russ, lads, I I need some kind of pick-me-up. I'm feeling weak, perfect. <laughs> yes. Jackson Bruheim has found out how to change his display name. and thinks Jackson, well done. People should look up, can Columbo crack the case on you? Hmm. Okay, I will mm. look that up, Jackson. Uh, Liz had a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsly subscribed to the Patreon. Kira Lawler and Abs Kebabs. Thanks, everyone, for the support. You're all absolutely amazing humans. Uh, really appreciate it. And head on over there if you want to support the show. You can also support us by going to the merch sorts. Here's for hire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at here's for hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's discussion group. Instagram is here's for hire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I would cut it all. I can show me in. We shall see you all next month, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 